Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips, better known as the front man. I'm Molly Bay. Better known as the cat. Kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are wearing our Halloween costumes. I have a mask on, so if you listen to me on the podcast, that's why it sounds a little muffled. And I'm dressed like a cat. Yes. I am not gonna wear this the whole time. And this is not my full costume. It's just a just a hat. She was she was dressed up as a cat because of a Girl Scouts thing today, so we figured we would do it. That's what she's wearing for Halloween. This is what I'm doing for Halloween. So anyhow, this is so hot. I'm really I, hot. I oh well, if it's cold, that'll be nice for you. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got done with my Girl Scout meeting, and I'm like, I am not washing my face and putting on another <laughs> full face of makeup. Yeah, it's just not happening. So you guys are gonna have to suffer through me looking like a cat. <laughs> it looks it's a little off centered there with your. You think maybe it's the way you're sitting. It uh, might be the way I'm sitting. I, yeah, I didn't notice it before. Anyhow. It's the camera. Just pulls all that stuff out of it. The cameras. It's the camera's fault. Now my nose. I'm like, oh, I can see part of my nose. Yeah. Anyway. Well, now you know. I know. Well, I don't plan on being on camera on Halloween. So. Uh, all right, guys. Today is October 27th. We are still on our high from whooping up on the Chicago Bears. Sunday, what a beatdown it was. It was so great. Oof. I still haven't seen our neighbor. <laughs> I, I have never gone this long without seeing him. I, mean, we I see know. Him he like goes day. to the trash like every day. Yeah. and uh, We're very centrally located, so, so most it, everyone he, has to walk by us. So we, uh, you know, I've been sitting out there waiting for him, and he's he's just, he, yeah, I don't know. He probably hasn't left his house Ralph's since parked Sunday. out on his doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, got the all 22 done and finished that today. Uh, you know, we're, I don't know if you noticed, if you've been looking on YouTube, I, we put out a couple of shorts and everything. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to go more that route than doing a whole, you know, big videos and stuff. Cause just the way that they have the all 22 set up on the game pass now with the NFL, it just makes it more difficult. And plus, it, you know, it didn't really seem to get that much traction and I love doing it. And I think this will probably be more of an entertaining way. So we're we're going to figure this out as we go along. A lot of people seem to like the little little short clips better, anyhow. So uh, before we do anything, I do want to thank our listeners. Y'all y'all guys are the best, man. You know y'all y'all sending us all those messages, wondering where we were at and if everything was okay and all that good stuff was really really nice. And then you know we put out the uh, you know saying that hey, if y'all want to donate. If anybody's interested in, uh, you know, showing support in that way, there, you know, the link down at the bottom in the description through Anchor and all that good stuff. And we had quite a few people, and I'm I'm very impressed with you guys, man. And thankful. You're the very reason thankful. I'm doing the podcast as a cat because normally I would have said, oh, yeah. we're just going to do this right. tomorrow. See, like, that, I can't do it like this. That's the thing. You know, we need accountability. And, you know, we've got people that we have to be accountable now. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's do a podcast. I know. We can't disappoint the people. You can't, you can't uh, brush it off now. Mm-mm. So, which we're fantastic for doing, if you haven't mm-hmm. noticed. Mm-hmm. All true. right. So we got, we're going to cover the all 22 and what we saw in the, 
the Chicago game. Uh, we got some Bucks news, some news around the league. What do you What do you got, Molly? We haven't discussed what we're going to talk about today. Oh, at all. We're out of practice. Hold on. I just have a, a couple things. Um. So Antonio Brown has an ankle sprain near his heel, and they're saying they don't even know if he's going to be back after the bye. Hmm. BA said um, it could be more long-term, and AB was spotted at practice on crutches. Wow. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see. That's not great news for my fantasy, and uh, you're welcome for going and snagging him. And now you don't have to deal with an injured AB. Yeah, right. So uh, you're welcome. Ralph did you a favor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but three players, four, four players uh, were spotted in pads at practice. Gronk, Levante, Richard Sherman, and Jamel Dean. Carlton Davis is still out. It's going to be a while with him, apparently. Mm. I don't like to hear that. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I, love, I love Carlton Davis. He's done great. But the guys we've plugged in and his steed, Stead, has mm-hmm. done great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Gronk is expected to play. They're reporting. Sources say. And then here's around the league. And this will, I don't know if it will impact us for the game or not. The Texans are trading Mark Ingram to the Saints. Really? Yeah. So he started his career there, and now he's heading back. Wow. I yeah, doubt he did, he that he'll. do anything after he left. No. Didn't he go to Seattle for a little bit? Or was... I want to say Baltimore. Okay. And now he's with the Texans, and uh, he could have been with Seattle. I don't know. But. I would not expect him to play against us. They've got a couple people out. Uh, the oh, Tom- so maybe they need him. Yeah, uh, uh, Michael Thomas should be back mm-hmm. for our game this Sunday. Really? Yeah. You heard anything else on that? I didn't even hear that. So no. <laughs> hmm. I had no idea. Uh, I have been running around all day, so I haven't been paying attention to the news much. But I can't believe he's actually going to play against us. I would think that would be a pretty good opportunity for him to stay on the bench. Right. I've got a follow-up. I forgot about this one. (laughs) The Conan the Barbarian saying (laughs) it was uh, he was asked, what is best in life? And his answer was to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. Oh. And it, uh, supposedly that is a paraphrased, paraphrased quote from Genghis Khan. <laughs> so, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, was, that was one of the great lines from that movie. Mm. Not the best movie in the world, especially if you watch it now. It's kind of real cheesy. But at the time, it was really huge. It was kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger's big breakout movie. I don't know that I've ever seen it. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But uh, that, that is a great line. And, of course, he says it in the you know the honored voice. Uh. To crush your enemies. <laughs> to see them driven before you. Has he ever done a movie where he doesn't just talk no. like that? No, that's all he knows how to talk. Okay. That Austrian accent. 
No other range. That's okay. That's not why they hire him. So. No, no, he's not known for his acting abilities. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, he's done some really good movies. Twins, I loved Twins. Him and Danny DeVito, that was a great movie. Uh, the Running Man. I mean, he's, he's done some good movies. Mm-hmm. I've, always, mm-hmm. I've always liked Arnold. Arnold. As, an, as, as a, I guess as a celebrity. Not necessarily as a, as a person. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, so one thing that we did not talk about was Richard Sherman stepping in as coach with Kevin Ross. That's right. We being out on the COVID list. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was really interesting, and I love that about BA. He he's just so he wants everybody to be a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's all constantly talking players into becoming coaches. How many gosh? How many players do we have on our team or on our coaching staff? I know. Yeah, you know, so Tandy. many. Uh, Byron yeah. Leftwich. Uh, Larry Foote. Well, they all, I think, mm-hmm. used to play. Yeah. I mean, Todd Moles. He played mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Arians at Temple. Uh, Todd Bingner. Um, I'm trying to run through the coaches. Some of them are old. I don't know if they ever. <laughs> I don't know if they did. I mean, they probably did, but. I don't recall. That would be, I'm going to do a uh, follow-up on that. You know, I think when we hired BA and he announced the coaching staff, I did a real in-depth thing on that. So I think I have it. Go back through your notes. Yeah, I got to go through my notes. That'll save me from having to do That'll be a follow-up. Yeah. Because I think I created like a real elaborate table, like spreadsheet, all kinds of stuff. So we'll look into that. Uh, I was looking at one of the follow-ups was, when was the last time we had shut a team out? And it, it was, it's was it been over a decade. It was, wow. well, I say over a decade, but 2012, week, uh, week 15, December 16th against the New Orleans Saints. We, we just shut, shut out. 41 zip. Ooh. I like No, that. I'm sorry. I got that totally backwards. They shut us out. <laughs> it was, they scored 41. We scored zip. Well, you know, that was the last last no, shutout I- we participated in. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Ralph, that was the worst. Like, you were excited there. I know. Did you even have to say anything? No, actually, our, our last shutout was 2010. We it was against San Francisco 49ers November 21st, week 11. Okay, 21 zip. I like that. Okay, 10. That better. Was, was that that was Raheem Morris? That was that was probably in the 10 and 6 season. Yep, 10 and 6. You are exactly correct. Greg Olson was our offensive coordinator, and Raheem Morris was our defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Raheem, he was head coach and defensive coordinator. Took on a lot there, didn't he? That was back when the Glazers didn't want to pay anybody anything. Yeah. That was that weird, there was like no salary cap. There was like two, three years where teams could spend as much or as little as they wanted to, and we chose to not spend anything. Not, yeah. yeah. But we we decided to go ahead and buy a soccer team. Though, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> they were pinching pennies That's for what that we did with our savings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got any more news? No, no, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. The Brooch Coach, Brooks, Brooch, 
Bruce coach. Bucks coach Bruce Arians was asked about the difference he sees with Jameis Winston now with New Orleans Saints and the Jameis Winston that he coached. And he said, <laughs> this is hilarious. He said, he said, he said, yeah, pretty much there was a big difference. One, they're playing with a lead. We never played with a lead. And uh, he's probably throwing it 15 times a game now. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he, he said, so, yeah, he's playing very, very well. <laughs> considering Shots. I know. Shots I like, oh, He's playing great because he's not throwing it and they have the lead all the They're time. They're not so. giving it to him. All that game Monday night was just horrible. Horrible. That was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. And I tell you, man, the Mahomes effect is in full throttle. Those both those quarterbacks. You know, it was raining really, really bad there, but still no excuse for the, that mess. It was just ugly. That was an ugly game. And the only thing that saved the Saints was Alvin Kamara. He had fifty mm-hmm. he he had fifty percent of the ball t- touches. Mm-hmm. Carries and passes and all that. And uh, one of the announcers, there was at one point, I would say when the the uh, the Saints got the ball, and I think it was tied up, and they had like a minute and a half left or something like that. So they had to go down the field and get field goal range, which they eventually did. But as they were doing it, they were just giving it to Alvin Kamara, like the whole drive. And the announcer was like, you know, with the way things are going tonight, I think that's a pretty good idea to give it, just give it to Alvin Kamara. We've seen that song and dance one too many times. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's going to be so interesting with Jameis. You know, I mean, Jameis, can, he can have a good game, but – I th- I think this is just going to be, it's going to kind of probably be an embarrassment for him. Mm. I, w- I was wondering if Jameis was going to make it to this week to play us before he was benched, but because their other quarterback is injured, he's really the only one they got. So you know they. Yeah, but Jameis isn't doing that bad yet. You you watched part of that game, didn't you? Mm. No, that's right. Kind of. So, no, I don't. I don't think he's doing great at all. I mean, he's you know he's playing James Ball. Yeah, but it hasn't cost them yet. Like to me, I don't see a reason that you can justify benching him yet. Yeah. I mean, and they're mediocre. They're. I mean, they're mm-hmm. okay. They're not. They're not doing horribly, but they're not shutting people. Up. You know, they're not having these spectacular showings. No. They're squeaking out wins. Yeah, well, they're four and two. Yeah. You know, two games behind us. Right. So, I mean, they might be ugly games, but they're wins nonetheless. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the only stat that matters. Yeah. Ugly win is still a win. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I just don't see how we don't embarrass them. I mean. Yeah, I don't either. You know, it it might be close. And, and, you know, of course, it's any given Sunday. They can always win. But there's just, just. (laughs) <laughs> just don't see it, man. I just, and, and we know all you got to do is fluster Jameis and mm-hmm. just give the appearance mm-hmm. of pressure, mm-hmm. and that's that's it. That's how you that's how you beat Jameis. Our defensive backs know that. Our mm-hmm. pass rush knows that. Yes. They cannot wait. They are chomping at the bit. Yes, you know JPP wants some revenge. Some Jameis. Yeah. yeah. Think about how many times. Jameis lost that, you know, the defense oh. will put us in a position to win, and Jameis lost it. 
for us. They want some revenge for that. Yes. So, and in particular, guys who care about winning, like JPP, mm-hmm. who had to endure that. So, the <laughs> uh, did you see? Well, I know you did. The Leonard Fournette mic'd up. That was great. <laughs> he's just plowing over people. He's running and he's giggling the whole having time. Having a good time. Yeah, he was just he was having a, he was balling, balling. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he was like, "Oh, I forgot I was mic'd up." <laughs> oh no, no, he tweeted that out. He retweeted yeah. it and he said, "Oh dang, I forgot I was mic'd up." But then there's another one out there with JPP, and it's great. You know, he's just. I didn't watch that one. I did see the Lenny one. Yeah, you, you can barely hear what he's saying most of the time. And but you could just you know, he's just fired up. He's a, he's a, he's an intense player. And the boat, you know, when they mm-hmm. score the touchdown is the boat. And it's funny you can see defensive guys coming off the <laughs> bench. You know, the second, third stringer. I mean, one boat line we had had to have been twenty so guys. Long, yeah. And uh, one of them, no, both both times, uh, Stewart, Mister Irrelevant, ran out there and got in the boat line. He was like. Woo! That's so cool. Yeah, he's got so much energy, man. That guy's just a little wound-up toy. He's mm-hmm. he he's looks crazy. like the Tasmanian Devil. That's yeah, what he with reminds that me of. Crazy hair, the Viking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh yeah, the Green Bay Packers. They're playing Arizona Thursday night. Now Arizona mm-hmm. is undefeated. Green Bay six and one. That's going to be a good game. But <laughs> all of the Packers receivers are out. Mm-hmm. The studs. All They're the star stars. receivers. Yeah. And this this one makes no sense. Okay. So Devontae Adams tested positive. Mm-hmm. He's vaccinated. But now Lazard is unvaccinated. He's out because he's a close contact. And it's one of those where it's like, oh, so the vaccinated guy brings it in. And now you're punishing the unvaccinated guy. Like the vaccinated guy will probably come back before so, the unvaccinated. So Lazard's not he, – he wasn't tested positive? I don't think so. I think he's just a close contact. <laughs> he, was, he was just around a vaccinated person mm-hmm. that had it. Man, this stuff is just so weird. And and one of their coaches too. Um, uh, and But anyhow, that puts Randall Cobb in position to be their number one receiver. Well, that's some old school stuff there. Remember mm-hmm. Randall Cobb and mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers? They were constantly slinging it. Uh, Aaron uh, Randall Cobb did have one good game this year with them. He, he scored like two or three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He might be a good pickup. Yeah, well, you know, I've got so many good receivers, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I'm missing Antonio Browns. So I could probably use one. Well, you should uh, be way up there on the waiver wire. No, because I beat you. Oh, that's right. So you're fourth? I'm third. Okay. Maybe. Uh, I I know people love hearing about our fantasy football. I know. Lazard, yeah, he was a close contact. So he did not even. That's, what? So you can be, okay. You can can be held out of a game because you were near somebody who had COVID? Mm -hmm. Or who tested positive? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we went through we went through all this. We went over it at the beginning of the season, all the new rules and protocols and stuff. And they were just silly then. Now that they're being implemented, it's, it's twice as silly. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! All right, uh, Mike Evans is already the seventh. He's seventh place on most touchdowns caught thrown by Tom Brady. Seventh. That's pretty good. Well, they could never hang on to receivers that long. 
Yeah, it's true. They wouldn't keep anybody in New England. It's true. But uh, still, that's pretty impressive behind who, like Edelman, no, Gronkowski, Gronk. Gronk's number one. Number two is Edelman with 41. Right now, Evans has 21. Mm. So he's got, let me see, White has 27 touchdowns. So that's the next one that he's going to pass. Moss is third with 40. Ooh. So, you know, I mean, Evans could theoretically. Were they together that long? Randy Moss and. A couple years, yeah. Oh. And then maybe, maybe three. It's long before my time. <laughs> you just like trying to make me feel old. I was in high school then. Antonio Brown is on the list. Really? Uh, yeah, he's got 11. Wow. I thought it would be more than that. Godwin's got... I can't even read this. It's so small. Godwin's right behind Antonio Brown hmm. with 11. So they're tied. Hmm. Hmm, that's weird. You forget that Antonio Brown only played one game with Tom Brady in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like they've been together forever. Yeah, I don't get that whole thing. What whole thing? The Antonio Brown, Tom Brady thing. Me neither. I don't understand. There's something there, clearly. but Yeah, and, and Tom Brady really really stands up for him. Mm-hmm. So there's, there, there is definitely something there. So, running back Mark Ingram. Okay, I was thinking of the tight end. Wasn't there a tight end named Ingram? Yeah, the, the Texans are trading running back Graham. Mark Ingram. Graham? Are you thinking of that must Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. They have the same ending on the last name. Ingram. Yes. Graham. Yes. So, any other news? Around the league, no. Or I have an injury report. The first one of the week. It, uh, go over it real quick. Okay. Just zip through it because it's going to change. Friday. I know. Okay. Giovanni Bernard uh, has a chest injury. He was a full participant. Antonio Brown with the ankle did not participate. Levante David has the ankle. He was limited. Jamel Dean, full participant. D. Delaney has an ankle injury. He did not participate. Why? Um, Gronk with the rib injury. He was limited. O.J. Howard has an ankle injury. He was limited. Anthony Nelson has an elbow injury. He was a full participant. J.P.P. with the shoulder and the hand did not participate. Richard Sherman with the hamstring was limited. And Sue has a knee injury. He did not participate. And then on the Saints side, Deontay Harris has a hamstring injury. He did not participate. Taysom Hill with a concussion did not participate. Marshawn Lattimore has a hand injury. He was a full participant. Guard Andres Pete has a pec injury. He did not participate. Defensive end Peyton Turner has a calf injury. He did not participate. And running back Dwayne Washington has a neck injury. He did not participate. Hmm. You know that guy who called who Mike Evans gave the six hundred touchdown ball to. Mm-hmm. He is his name was uh, Byron Kennedy, and somebody gave us 
the information of all the stuff he got. Can you pull that up real quick? Yeah. Okay. His name is Byron Kennedy, and he's the nephew of U.S. Congressman Charlie Crist. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. All these elites. <laughs> Just. But he did the right thing. Like, I'm. Oh, yeah. What a good fan. What a good fan. Don Brady was on Monday Night Football with. Eli and Peyton Manning, ESPN. If you don't watch that, it's pretty funny. They just sit there and they have guests on, but they'd sit there and they watch the game and uh, comment on it. But Tom Brady was there and they asked him about that. And he said, well, the guy realized right after we took it that he just lost all of his leverage. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Okay, I have it. So he got two signed Brady jerseys and a helmet. Assigned Evans jersey and game cleats. It's the least Mike could do, frankly. A thousand dollars at the team store and two season tickets for the rest of this season. And I, I saw also next season too. And Tom Brady's giving him a Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Which he said that on Monday Night Football. Yeah. And I think Gronk on Twitter said he gave him a Bitcoin too, but I don't Man. know. So that's what a Bitcoin like fifty thousand a piece. That's a hundred thousand dollars just in Bitcoin. Yeah, that football is worth a lot of money. That, just to get it back, it could possibly <laughs> be the most valuable football memorabilia in NFL history mm-hmm. right now, as it stands. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Uh, oh no. Okay. So this is from TMZ Sports. They said Rob Gronkowski and. I don't know who this person is. Mojo Mutati. Do you know who that is? No. Anyway. Are hooking up the guy with 30,000 in tokens. So crypto. Some kind of crypto. Not Bitcoin. Hmm. So he's getting that on top of the two Bitcoins? No. It, there's only one Bitcoin. Okay. It's Gronkowski and this other guy are giving him 30,000 in yeah. some other weird token. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Exactly. So the NFL, ESPN, all these guys, they have their rankings out. They do this all the time, every week, after every game. You know, they come out, update their rankings. And generally, it's basically just a list of the standings. You know, it's like ESPN and both NFL have Arizona Cardinals as the number one team in the in the league. Behind them, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, both teams. Then the Rams, the Packers. It just get, it's I mean, it's just like, it's silly. You know, it's just, just look at the standings and everything. But the, they do have, of course, the Chiefs at, I think they were at 12 or something mm, like that. That's pretty low, actually. Yeah, it's, it's lower than I expected they would have them. But it was higher than most three and four teams, you know. Mm-hmm. They had them in mixed in with wow, the Wow, they're three and four. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you like that? Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, yes, they are three and four. And I'm saying that without actually even knowing it. Yes, three and four. They're at the bottom of their division. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Nobody saw that coming, did they? Except mm-hmm. we might have said it. Mm-hmm. We definitely said they were going to have a rough time this year. It is so hard. And this is something else I want to do a follow-up on. Let's Let's go back and look at teams that have lost – the Super Bowl and how they fared from then on out. I'm telling you, man, it's rare. It is rare if you, you know, unless it's a close game. 
but if you get beat in the Super Bowl, and especially if you get beat up, that's, that's usually it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, look at Seattle. You know, when the the Patriots beat them, they, they, what have they done since then? I don't know. Was it the Patriots or Denver? It's Patriots. Didn't Peyton Manning beat Seattle in the Super Bowl? Or he beat the Panthers? No, that was Carolina, wasn't it? No, I can't remember. Who knows? I'm looking it up. Okay. So we don't have to do a... They went 12-4 and four last year. They're doing horrible this year. Gosh, that Geno Smith looked bad. Oh, it was the Panthers. What was the Panthers? That Peyton Manning beat. Okay. Say so they were 11 and 5 in 2019, 10 and 6 2018. So, yeah, you know, they haven't done that bad. I was trying to use them as an example and it blew up in my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't been back, right? No. No, they have not. They, uh, let me see, when was that, 2015 they went to the Super Bowl or 2016? I don't know. 2014? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when our daughter was born. It was 2015. We were we were in the hospital. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I can't remember yeah. what happened and who they played. It was the Patriots, I guess. Yeah, they went 12 and 4. Okay. So, anyhow, they haven't done bad since then, but they haven't made it back to the Super Bowl. Mm-mm. So, there's that. <laughs> I've got that going for me. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we're ranked second across the board everywhere. Right behind the Arizona Cardinals. That is so ridiculous to me. Like, what have they done besides go seven and zero? I mean, they're beating good teams, and they're beating decisively. It's not, yeah, yeah. They're they're beating people worse than we are. So I wish we played them. We'll see them in the playoffs, though, most likely. You know, then we're the Rams. Rams. Maybe if they my, keep it up. I mean, you like count that? I mean, Ralph, the playoffs are in two months. Like, it's going to be a while. There's a lot of football left to play. Right. Are they going to be able to hold on? Yeah, that's what remains to be seen. You just never know. Yes. But it'd be nice to play the Rams, get a revenge game against them. Well, we've we've lost them three years in a row. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Twice, at least. I think it's been three years. Maybe. It, but, uh, you know, I I was hoping to have a revenge game this year. But the way they played, you know, it just they did it didn't seem like they it really Mm-mm. mattered to them that much. It Mm-mm. wasn't, uh, it wasn't a uh, important game to the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Whereas to the Rams, it seemed like they really, really, really wanted to win it. And that's a great segue into the Chicago Bears game. Okay, great. Because that's exactly what I saw in that game was we really, really, really wanted to win that game. It was a revenge game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't care. You know, it was a, they very, Like, is their season over? Are they already quitting? Yeah, I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. They definitely – I wouldn't say they quit in this game. Would they quit? You know, not the players so much as the coaches. Well, at a certain point, like you're down so far, there's no yeah they come back. They came out in the second half. They were down 35-3. to 
and they came out in the second half and, and just basically ran the ball for the half. They didn't really mm-hmm. even try to score. I mean, they, you know, it was kind of it, they they were just running time off the clock a lot. It was just one of those games. They were like, "I'm ready to go home." Yeah, mm-hmm. and d- deservedly so because we beat the ever living crap out of them. I mean, what we say after the game? What was our summary? I don't remember. Uh, we beat the shit out of them. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, I don't know. They were a bad team, I think, is what the conclusion we came to. So, yes, we played the Rams three years in a row, lost all three times. Yes, the the we saw, uh, you know, Tom Brady was a little, you know, the, the offense wasn't all that great. Uh, Fournette did good. Uh, it was really the defense that won us the game. It's all that ringing a bell. Man, you were drunk. <laughs> I mean, it's like three days ago. I've had other stuff going. <laughs> Can't remember. Uh, well, you know, and, and a lot of that was true watching the All-22, but I think I said I'd give the game ball to Fournette, I think was a thing. I'll change my standing on that, and I'll change my standing on what won us that game. It was our offensive line. Those guys were completely dominant. Mm -mm. It it might be the most dominant game I've ever seen them play. Well, you know, and Donovan was talking his his mess coming out. He said, I made 99 my son. Yeah. And he did, too. Mm. But it wasn't just 99. It was all of them. I mean, did anybody hear Khalil Mack's name Mm-mm. during the game? Mm-mm. He got one uh, pressure, and that was against 84, our tight end, Yeldon, was blocking him. Bright's 84. Or uh, 80, 82. Mm. The 82. Anyhow, Yeldon, our tight end, you know, our third, fourth string. Who we just, like, activated from the practice squad. Right. In there with Blaine Gabbert and all those guys. Oh. That's Say no the more. only pressure Khalil Mack got. And we just beat the mess out of him. I mean, Tristan Wirfs was completely dominant. He he actually got beat twice by the same guy, number 90. Uh, Wilkinson? Let me see. What's his name? Uh, Angelo Blackson. Never heard of him before. He beat he beat Worfs twice. This was the, the first quarter. And the one time he beat Worfs, Worfs held him, grabbed him around the waist. <laughs> so it, it didn't really have any effect on the play. The second time he beat Worfs was on a run play, and uh, Blackman ended up making the tackle. So that's it. That was the only time Worfs had any trouble. And it was like that across the board. I mean, Donovan was just beat. I mean, literally beating people up. He was throwing guys around. And that uh, ninety nine, which he didn't go up against him a whole lot. I'd say it was about even. You know, ninety, ninety nine, ninety one, fifty eight. Those guys were the ones who were going against Donovan for the most part, and Mac fifty two, but. 99 didn't get anywhere, nowhere with Donovan. I mean, just – and Donovan didn't even look like he was trying hard. <laughs> and I was watching one play, and I called Molly over. I said, Molly, you got to see this. Donovan – the 99 comes running at Donovan, right? It's a pass play. Donovan stands there straight up, 
He's just standing there. He's not even in a position, you know, with any leverage or nothing. And he reaches out with one hand and he grabs 99 and just stops him. It stands there holding on to 99 with one hand. He's got his, his left hand is hanging by his side. Donovan's left hand is hanging by his side. He's standing there. He's not even doing anything. And he's actually looking around like he's bored to death while he's holding 99. It was hilarious. I was just, I was just like, wow, that is, that is, uh, that is some dominance right there. 99 is trying to get away from him and everything. And he just had him right by the, it's embarrassing. Had, had hold of him by the shoulder pad and was just, just kept him in place. It was like, like he was whistling. He was like, <laughs> I've never seen that before. I just love Donovan. I love this Donovan, mm-hmm. you know, the smack talker, shutting people down. Yes. Uh, on defense, we, we did good, but we, we, Made a lot more mistakes than I thought. More missed tackles than I remember. Uh, I counted, let me see, eight missed. No, wait a minute. I've got it here somewhere. Oh, seven missed tackles. Uh, it, mm. th- th- it was a lot on those runs. You know, he th- they were getting good runs on us. Oh, yeah, but they had a 100-yard rusher. Yeah, and it was like, it was almost like we didn't want to get hurt mm-hmm. is how I saw the guys out there, you know. And we played a weird defense that we don't play a lot of. Uh, we do it, but we don't do it as much as we did in this game. And it's it's a, a, a cover two with five guys underneath playing zone, all in a straight line. It, uh, I'm, I'm not, there's a name for it, I'm sure. Was that like for containment or? Uh, yeah, it was. They were trying to keep everything in front of them. They didn't want them to go deep, you know. And they just totally took away all the mid-range stuff. I mean, and it was weird. The, the Chicago offense didn't seem to be able to uh, do anything with that because they kept calling these mid-level plays. And receivers were running out, you know, 10, 15 yards, and they were completely covered. They had five guys across the – you know, it was a line of guys lined up, five of them. And, you know, just Fields would look out there, and he's see, all he sees is a line of Buccaneers, and he was just like, I don't know what to do. Uh, so that was interesting. But we would do it we, – we had two variations of it. We would do a cover two with five underneath, or we'd do a cover three with four underneath. But they would be all in a line. You know, it was, it was a – it was interesting, but we probably ran a variation of those two probably about 60% of the time, which is weird for us because we don't run the same defense at all ever. You know I mean? We, we do uh, – we throw in everything. You know, it's just we're, we're constantly changing our looks and our, our style. You know, we'll do a, a cover one. We'll do man. We'll do cover two. We'll do zeros. We'll do just, you know – Short zones that we, we we do split field, we we do everything you can think of on defense, and that's something I want to say about this team in general that we've never really brought up. But this team can do anything and everything, and they do do anything and everything. Our offense can run any offense in the league. Like we could we could run anything you see anybody else do. We can we can run it and run it as good. And we do. I mean, we do RPOs, we do short screens, we do bombs, we do West Coast offense, we do uh, four verticals. We do everything you can think of in this offense. And we do the same thing on the defense. We 
to just run the game. You never know what we're going to bring to the table. Not at all, ever. And I found it very interesting watching this, that they did this type of defense a lot. You know, we just normally don't run the same defense a lot. You know, we, we vary it throughout the game. But in this game, we, we ran that defense quite a bit. It was, it was very interesting. I liked it. I like the defense. You know, it's kind of unique, but uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. You know, I like man coverage style defenses, but this uh, weird zone thing where it's just five guys lined up 10 yards off the ball, you know, but they don't line up that way. They start off looking like they're going to do something else. And then when the ball snaps, five guys will come, and a lot of them will come from the defensive line. Vita Vale will run back, uh, Sue will run back, Galston, uh, Barrett, somebody like that. And they'll all run back 10 yards and line up five across. You know, So it'll be about 10 yards between each guy, 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Do you think they'll do it more? They'll do it again? No. Um, not not like this. I think they did it just particularly for this game. Mm. I mean, they're going to throw it in there. I've, I've seen them do it you know, throughout the year. And, and last year they did it some too. But this game was almost exclusively that style defense. Um, their receivers dropped the ball a lot. I didn't count. I wrote it down. I wrote down every time they dropped the ball, but they dropped the ball more than we did, and we dropped the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I counted, let me see, five drop passes by us. Mm-hmm. So they probably had seven or eight. Now, Fields was not throwing accurate passes. They were they were high and they were short and all this good stuff, but the receivers were getting their hands on it. And that was a lot of our dropped passes, too, is they just weren't as accurate as Brady normally throws them. You know, they were a little high, a little low, a little to the outside or whatever. Now, he was very bipolar in this game. You know, he had some fantastic throws. I mean, just beautiful throws. That one throw to Godwin, you know, going down the middle, he almost got that touchdown. This was late in the game. Uh, man, that was that was a beautiful throw. But and that the one to Evans, that bomb to Evans, like 46-yarder. I mean, he just dropped it right in, right in a breadbasket. Like perfect. Perfect. But then he had these schizo throws, you know, where he would just, you know, throw it a you know, foot too high for the guys, you know. Or like he threw one that Fournette was right at the goal line. It would have been a touchdown if he would have got it to him, and he threw it at his feet. Fournette had to reach down to get it. He almost got it too, but it hit the ground and bounced up into his hands. Mm. So Brady, you know, Brady didn't have his best game, but he had some great plays. And he he had no pressure at all. He had all day back there. I think he got hit once, maybe. They didn't that, have any sacks. Yeah, that, that might have been a quarterback hit. I, I think he got hit once when Donovan took ninety one and threw him. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. And he rolled into Brady's legs. I think that's the only time. Donovan threw a defensive lineman at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh Jensen tackled a guy with another defensive lineman. Oh or he, my he gosh. Did, he blocked a defensive lineman with a defensive lineman. It was a beautiful play. I loved it. Jensen was a beast. He was fighting with everybody out there. <laughs> Our team had people ejected. Yeah. That night, 98, I think it was. 97. But yeah, he, uh, 
he was fighting with a lot of guys, man. 58, 91, and that guy, 98, or whatever his name, whatever his was. Uh, they were, they, he was just going out. I mean, from the first snap, he was in people's faces. They were in his faces. And somebody uh, tossed him one time, and he got up, and he was so mad. But, you know, he wear, he's red anyhow, mm-hmm. and he gets real red when he – angry uh-huh. but then he wears that red tinted visor yeah you can't see yeah so he looks like the heat miser from <laughs> the uh the christmas movie you know mm-hmm. but yeah he turned around he was yelling at this guy and it, i mean his face was whole, so red i thought he was gonna the helmet was gonna fly off it was Ooh. like a volcano but yeah jensen was uh getting some good licks in out there he was fighting with everybody it was great uh sue this i've never seen this before either you know, normally Sue sits in his spot, right? Well, they, it was second and five, and they caught a pass, and uh, we pushed him out of bounds. I think it was Jamal Dean pushed him out of bounds. Jamal. Jamal Dean. And Sue and Vita were standing on the sideline. I'm never, I, you never see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see Vita stand on the sidelines every now and then, but Sue's always sitting in his on his throne. and uh, On his throne. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Chicago Bear guy he gets pushed out of bounds and he goes in between those two. And you see them, they both turn to him and you see Sue just start talking crap. I mean, he's like yelling at the guy and the guy didn't do anything. He just got pushed out of bounds. But I mean, Sue was like, you know, his face was, he had that look on his face. Oh like gosh. I want to eat you alive. And he was yelling at the guy. Yeah. We had, a, we did not like those bears guys. And we, played with so much more energy and we were mean to him we mm. were just mean to him and uh it was nice to see i liked it mm-hmm. so yeah seeing sue do that was very very strange you know he's usually very calm cool collective and to see him yelling at some guy on the sideline that didn't do anything uh number 44 on their team ogletree mm-hmm. alec ogletree he's good and he's been in the league for like eight years mm-hmm He's played with uh, the Giants, the Rams, the Jets. We had an Ogle tree. I think they were siblings. Mm, okay. Remember, I think ours was the receiver. I can't remember his first name. I don't know if they were siblings. I don't know if they just have the. How common is the name Ogle tree? In the NFL? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Well, I don't know. Just in general. Uh but yeah, we had a receiver named Ogletree. The O.J. Howard, he did good blocking. Oh. He blocked Khalil Mack like five times. Wow. Yeah, with no problem. Hmm. You know, and, and quite a few of them were like sustained blocks you know, for three seconds or more. Mm-hmm. It, it was quite impressive. Yeah, O.J. Howard didn't have any problem blocking this game. Uh, none of us did. None of the alignment. If any of it, if there was a weakest link again, it's going to be Kappa. You know, he had a few, but he recovered well. Hmm. Um, in <laughs> in the third quarter, from five forty to two fourteen, so almost three minutes, we ran the ball six straight times and got sixty total yards. Oh my gosh! Yes. Wow. Here, here it was. It was, we got 12 yards the first time, 19 yards the second time, 12 yards the third time, nine yards the fourth time, 
five yards the fifth time and three yards the sixth time. And then on that play, we got they got a penalty that was fifteen yarder. That's the one <laughs> where the Jensen that got punched Jensen in the face. So uh, that was probably my favorite play of the game. Yeah. So we went like seventy five yards in three minutes, all of running with fifteen yard. Wow. Penalty tacked on at the end, Mm-mm-mm. and and they knew we were running. We were up thirty five three. They stacked the box. We were just blowing them off the line. I mean, Fournette and Jones had holes you could drive a Mack truck through. You know, the, a lot of times they didn't get touched till they were in the secondary. So that was good to see. We the, our offensive line really enjoyed this game. You could tell they enjoyed it. It's a revenge game, I think. Hmm. But that 44, Ogletree, he's really good. He's very fast, athletic. He's smart. But is he a linebacker? Yeah, I want to say yes. But uh, he's the one that stuffed Ronald Jones when he tried to jump over the pile mm-hmm. to get in the end zone and ended up fumbling it. That was that was Ogletree mm-hmm. that jumped at the same time and met him in the air. Bam! Mm-hmm. So that was, a, that was a good play. But he he had quite a few plays where I was impressed. I, I You know, it's... I normally don't really pay attention to the opponents as far as whether they're good or not, you know, if they're, but when they step, stand out to me, you know, I'll write them down. I'll say, okay, this guy's, you know, he's popping. And the Ogletree was one. He, he, he did, had a lot of good plays. Uh, so yeah, he's been in the league since 2013. So it was eight years. Yeah. So. In the fourth quarter, they just pretty much ran the ball most of the time. They didn't really try. Uh, they were down 38-3 to with 12 minutes and 51 seconds left, and they just ran it. And then we put our second-string second offense in there. And uh, that's when that's when Khalil Mack got his pressure was with three minutes and 32 seconds left. Against Garbage our, time stat. Yeah, against Mine our second-string. Uh so, in summary, we played harder. We wanted the game a lot more. It seemed like we wanted this revenge game. I heard Tom Brady talk about it. As a matter of fact, I heard a lot of our players talk about, you know, they felt like they should have won last year. They got robbed. They got something to prove. Uh, and the, the Bears just didn't seem like they had the stomach for it. Like I said, Jensen came out, you know, fighting. Offensive line came out fighting. And by the middle of the second quarter, it just seemed like they were just like, all right, let's just go home. Uh, O-line played fantastic. I think they deserve the game ball. Uh, Brady has some great passes, not some not so great. Brady was kind of bipolar. Uh, we had five dropped passes. Uh, one was by Darden, which was thrown by Gabbert. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we had two miscommunications between receiver and Brady. It was then they were both Evans. Uh, we had eight eight missed uncalled penalties. Half of them were on the Bucks. Mm. So, uh, and we had seven missed tackles. So you know that was the that was the summary of the game. Uh, special teams played great. Twenty eight running back Thompson. He's he's the new Ryan Smith. I don't know where we get these guys from. I've never heard of him. I know me neither. Are and you sure his name's Thompson? Uh, that's what it was on the back of his jersey. That's weird. I've never heard of that person. Yeah, he's he was a, a practice squad running back, Darwin Thompson. And he was out there balling, man. I mean, just killing it. Yeah. There was a there was a we kicked off to them and 
we the guy was tackled at like the fifteen yard line. It was a great punt, and I said I said kickoff, but it was a punt, and the guy was tackled immediately. That was twenty eight, and he was there every single time. And he had let me see, uh, he had a great block too. He he had the block that sprung Darden mm. for that forty some yard. That was mm-hmm. that was twenty eight. Yeah, okay. so I, I like that guy, man. Uh, uh, J, JPP strip sack. It was funny. You've got to watch it and watch it on the when he's mic'd up because he he comes but he comes and he strip sacks it or he strips the ball out. The ball falls and it's rolling and everybody's fighting for it. JPP's just strutting. He's not, he's not even looking at the ball or anything. People done. are flying around him, and he's just like, got his chest out and he's kicking oh his feet up. He's just like, what, what? It was so cool. I mean, just like, I don't know, man. It's just JPP. If they had gotten the ball back, we would have been mad that he was celebrating. That's the one Barrett got and then tried to toss it to... Devin White. Oh, be fancy yeah. about it. Well, well, Barrett picked the ball up, and he was falling forward. And you can see Devin White saying to him, throw me the ball. You know, he's putting out his hands, like, you know, throw it here. So Barrett went to throw it to him as he was falling, and it just kind of flung up in the air. That's why they're on the defense. Yes. And then the last thing, Vita Bam, you know, he did all right. But he was – he tackled this guy. Or he was going to tackle the runner, and somebody else got to him before Vita did. Vita was coming up from behind, and so Vita reaches out and grabs him as the guy's the guy's still standing up, and he, he he's not down yet. And Vita likes to come up and push guys when they're not down yet. And uh, so Vita comes up and he grabs hold of the guy, and the guy falls down. And Vita's standing there holding his towel like a flag football, or you know, like he's playing flag football. It was so funny. You can see the disappointment on Vita's face. He he just his whole posture just drops. And then he just takes that town, just throws it on the ground. <laughs> he's so pissed. He's like, "Man, those stats!" Go get on the stats. Robbed of a tackle. Yes. So great game, guys. We we really really did dominate that game in every aspect: special teams, defense, offense. But our offensive line just played above and beyond, and that's going up against a really good Chicago Bears front seven. And we just manhandled them. Manhandled them. It was an embarrassment for him. Yeah. So, hopefully, we can do that Sunday against yeah, the Saints. Yeah, it's coming. I think coming. that it. I think it was a very good game for our offensive line and gave, gave them a lot of confidence. And the, they're playing more aggressive, and I like that. Uh, I actually saw Werfs pushing people around <laughs> uh, a couple of plays after a couple of times after the play. He was shoving guys around. Okay, and I like that. I like to see that because you know I've I'm, I'm saying that's one of his big issues is. You know, he's just not uh, aggressive enough. And he's even said it. And, you know, this was the game last year that he gave up a sack on Khalil Mack. And uh, Mack threw him, hip-tossed him that time, uh, which was after the whistle and it should have been a penalty. But And that's happened to Worf three times where he's gotten tossed by guys after the whistle. And he, he's got to stop doing that. You know, don't don't let up when the whistle happens or – you know, when the, when you're outside the play or whatever. And uh, he didn't do it at this game. He was out there fighting with all the rest of them. So, good to yeah. see. Yeah. All right. 
That's my summation of the Chicago Bears beatdown. I think we're going to sustain it next week. Man, or I this hope week. So. It'll I, be good. I really hope so. They, uh, I, I want revenge on Jameis. Just for mm-hmm. that touchdown he threw against us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's the same Jameis. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't gotten any better. He's still doing the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, – I, I guarantee you if you look at the, the standings, the New Orleans Saints offensive line is out of the top ten for the first time since Drew Brees has been there. And it's the same offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they're down weapons. And, you know, we, we do a pretty decent job stopping Kamara. You know, so I, th- I think we're going to – I know we're going to win. Just, I, think I hope gonna, we keep the same energy we had this week. Yes. Yeah, it's just, the question is just how bad are we going to beat these guys? Mm-hmm. You seem tired. I am a little tired. Yeah. Sorry. You ready for a cat nap? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> a saucer of milk. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Again, we want to thank all of our supporters out there. And uh, if you want to be a part of the scallywags, the guys who support us, guys and gals, the winches and the scallywags. Can women be scallywags? I don't know. Winches. Yeah, we'll call them winches. Uh, Then uh, go to the link at the bottom here or go to our website. I don't even think we have that up yet. Uh, but you can you can do donations, uh, monthly thing as low as ninety nine cents, I think, uh, all the way up to ten dollars a month. You know, it, it's it's not a whole lot, and uh, you get great content for it. And we're just very thankful that you guys are gracious enough to spend your hard earned money to help us out and keep us going. We do appreciate that. Molly, anything to say? No. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.